Welcome to a Thanksgiving edition of Cut to the Chase. I'm your host, Francisco Moro Jr. We're going to be discussing about the Jets and the Giants today as long, along with the Thanksgiving Day slate, which has plenty of playoff implications in, uh, going on. And we'll talk about the World Cup and more. But let's start off with the big elephant in the room, which is the New York Jets and Zach Wilson. Yesterday, uh, Robert Saw had a press conference and came out and stated that Zach Wilson will not be starting in the Week 12 matchup against the Chicago Bears. Mike White will be named the starting quarterback, and Joe Flacco will be activated as the backup, and Zach Wilson will not be activated all for the game. Um, so at first I was, I was happy to see that because Zach Wilson has been up and down this season. He hasn't played well. I mean, if you look at it, the guy has – The guy has very, very weak numbers this year. He has five interceptions and four touchdowns this year with a 72.6 passer rating and he's only thrown for uh, 1,279 yards. And the worst part of it, too, is, you know, he just he looks like he's about to lose that locker room if, if they don't make that decision. So I think it's kudos to Joe Douglas, Woody Johnson and Robert Saul for making that decision because this team has a chance to make the playoffs for the first time in over a decade. And you can't allow your fan base to, to just completely, you know, be suffering an agony. You know, they've suffered through enough Jet fans. I mean, it's, it's been a long ride, the many different quarterbacks, the coaches. So it was the right decision because Zach Wilson needs a reality check. You know, he came in last year's rookie. They didn't go out and get a veteran quarterback. So that way Zach could learn from him. And they just gave him the reins right away. And he didn't learn, you know, and he, he needs to take accountability. And he, he's not matured yet. And, you know, it's going to take time, but he really needs to, you know, reflect and, and think, okay, well, now what am I going to do in order to gain the trust back of these guys? Because, you know, this team is special. This team has talent. You know, this defense is one of the best defenses in the league. And you're at a spot right now where you're six and four. And you're, you're in the thick of things to make a playoff run. And this past weekend, the defense came out and balled out. And they, they, ha they sacked Matt Jones six times this past weekend. And they had every opportunity to win. Zach Wilson couldn't make five to ten yard passes. You know, he, he, he didn't he played awful. If you if you look at it, you know, he he had I believe he had nine passes for twenty two yards. I think he was nine for twenty two. And he threw for seventy seven yards. The game could not get anything going. Michael Carter had eight carries for nineteen yards, Gene Robinson seven carries for ten yards. They couldn't get the ball moving whatsoever, and that's kudos to the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick, you know, they decided, okay, we're going to put guys up front and stop the run because the Jets have been successful this year by running the ball and by leaning on their defense. So it really comes down to, you know, how is Zach Wilson going to adapt from, from, from this learning experience? You know, he, he can't blame the wind, okay, because after, after the game last week, he blamed the wind. And he didn't take any accountability for when he was asked, 
oh, did do you think the offense let down the defense? He abruptly said no. And that's shocking because if Zach Wilson does his job and just does enough and doesn't make any errors because he had two passes last weekend that should have been interceptions. You know, he needs to be more conscientious of the football and he needs to have better checkdowns because there's been times where there's guys that are covered and he's throwing the ball to them. You know, he's airmailing it over their head and it's getting batted down. Or there was another one where they were, I believe it was when the drive when they scored that field goal, but they had Denzel Mims. If he throws it to him, he's wide open and they have a touchdown. So it's frustrating because this team's in win now mode in that locker room. You know, they, Robert Sala needs to have the respect of his guys. And if he doesn't make this move and, and bench Zach Wilson, I think that you lose the locker room and the chemistry and then that season goes downhill. So this was a, a really urgent decision to make and the right decision to make as well. If it pays off, you know, who knows, but you know, Mike Leap and white, you know, he came last year and, and beat the Cincinnati Bengals. So he's capable, you know, he, yes, he got hurt against Indianapolis and he was inconsistent against this really solid Bills team. But I think this is the right decision to go because you have to push to make the playoffs. You don't owe it to the fans, but you owe it to yourself and you owe it to that defense because there's a lot of talented players and you can't, you can't let them down because then if Robert Sala doesn't make this move and a year from now he's still sticking with Zach and doesn't make a decision and the Jets plummet, Robert Sala probably loses his job because as we all know with the New York media, you want results right away. And for fans from New York, Jets, Giants, you know, you expect results. So it, we'll see how that works out. But, you know, the Jets, the Jets desperately need this win against the Chicago Bears team that does not play good defense. And Justin Fields is hurt. He has dislocated and separated his shoulder. And, but him, on the other hand, he's taking accountability for his action. He, he, he puts the blame on himself, whether if they lose or if they win, he knows that he needs to be better or that it's a collective group effort that they won because of him. And I don't believe Justin Fields is playing this weekend. I think Justin Fields, uh, I don't think he should be playing. I don't think there's anything out saying that he isn't playing yet, but you have to give it to him. He's a tough guy, you know, trying to battle out for his players. But uh, let's switch over to the Giants. The Giants had a game against the Lions that many projected them to, to win. Now, the problem is with the Giants, they couldn't run the ball at all against that Detroit defense. You know, the, coming into before this game, they scored the most points in the league, but also gave up the most points in the league. And, you know, that shows that it's a team that's inconsistent. But the problem, the fact is, is that Saquon Barkley didn't play at all, didn't play well at all last week. 15 carries for 22 yards. And Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones had the most rushing. He had seven carries for 50 yards and he had a touchdown. So, but Daniel Jones too, the other thing too is, yeah, he threw for 347, 341 yards, excuse me. But uh, he threw two interceptions, which were really bad interceptions. And, you know, the other thing too is with the Giants, they have a very weak receiving core. 
you know, and it's depleted now even more with Rondell Robinson, who's out for the year because he tore his ACL. But yes, but last weekend, the main guy for him was Wondell Robinson. He had nine catches for 100 yards, you know, and he's a, he's a small, speedy guy. You know, probably would be a really good slot receiver as long as he can come back healthy from this. He could be a productive, productive player for them. But the fact of the matter is, besides Darius Slayton, you don't really have many household name guys. You have Richie James, who had a touchdown last week, Isaiah Hodgins. Kenny Galladay's been a major disappointment for them. So the Giants are going to have their work cut out for them, you know, and the, and the defense, they're banged up with their secondary. Xavier McKinney's hurt. You know, you have, um, you have your offensive line who's hurt. You know, a lot, like three or four of their guards are hurt. So it's going to be tough for them. You know, Andrew Thomas is questionable this week. Uh, Daniel Bellinger, their tight end, he's hurt. He's not going to play against Dallas. He has an eye injury. You know, all these guards, John Feliciano, Shane Lemieux, Evan Neal, he's out. The Giants are going to have a tough time against the Cowboys this week. You know, and I think it's going to be a testament for that Giants defense to, to really come come together and, 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 and pull through adversity, you know, because this team is, has been a surprise. You know, they're seven and three. No one would have thought that the Giants would have been seven and three at this point. You know, that that's a shocker in and of itself. You know, so but Wink Martindale is a really good defensive coordinator. And I think that they'll be able to hold the Cowboys off for a little bit. You know, I think that if they can stop the ground game with Ezekiel Elliott, but most mostly Tony Pollard because Tony Pollard's really played well the past couple of weeks. Um, I think if they can limit their ground game, they can give themselves somewhat of a shot. But I think the Cowboys are just too good. I mean, they have on the on the defense side of the ball, you have Trayvon Diggs, who's a really solid cornerback. You have Micah Parsons, who is a stud, and he's he'll probably be playing. He, he has a knee and ankle injury, and um. You know, Dak Prescott's a really solid quarterback in this league. But um, it, the coverage doesn't have too many weapons. You have Michael Gallup. You have C.D. Lamb. You know, you have all these playmakers. So it's going to be tough for the Giants. But if Wake Markendale, who is a really good defense coordinator and he's the Giants uh, coordinator, if he can put a plan in place to, uh, to stop the, uh, Tony Pollard and – and C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup and those guys, they give themselves a good shot because Zeke Elliott's been hampered by injuries lately, and it'll be interesting to see how he comes back from that. But he hasn't he hasn't played that well, Zeke Elliott, this year. He has not done what's expected of him. You know, he's Tony Pollard's been taking the primary reps from him. But, I mean, it's just, it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough game for the Giants, you know, and they have they have a tough schedule coming up. So we'll see how it goes. But the Giants are in danger right now. Yeah, they're in second place, but it's going to be tough for them. But um, you know, the the Cowboys are just too talented on defense. You know, Demarcus Lawrence, Dante Fowler, Anthony Barr. Anthony Barr is actually out for this team, and, and Fowler 
is questionable and so is Demarcus Lawrence. But, um, you know, I think that Brian Dayball is a really good coach. And I think that the Giants will be able to do well, but I don't think they're going to come out and win this game. I think the final score is going to be the Cowboys 30, the Giants 17. I think the Cowboys will pull away at the start of the either the second quarter or, or after halftime. So it, it's just going to be a tough game for them. Now, the other game that we had today, which is the first game, um, the Bills and the Lions game. The Bills are coming off a 31-23 victory over the Browns. Um, they already played in Detroit because they had that six feet of snow in, in Buffalo, and they had to go go ahead and go and play the game in Detroit. But um, the, the Bills, they have a solid defense. The problem is, though, and it's, and it's definitely apparent, and, you know, people have realized that Josh Allen has taken a step back, but that's because of the injury. He had that UCL injury against the Jets a couple weeks ago, and Josh Allen hasn't really been the same. So you definitely know that that injury is definitely setting him back a little bit. He went 18 for 27 last week, had 197 yards and threw one touchdown. But – um the ground game, the Bills just have so many weapons, you know, just like just like I was saying before with the Cowboys. The Bills are a special team. You know, they have a good running back in Devin Singletary. The rookie James Cook is a solid player. You know, they have a lot of different types of weapons. Dawson Knox, obviously Stephon Diggs. Gabe Davis has been a complimentary receiver to Stephon Diggs. And you have a, a speedy slot guy in Isaiah McKenzie who can make plays as well. Um, but it's just that Buffalo defense. That that's you know, Matt Milano, the Ed Olivers, the Jordan Poyers, the Von Millers, you know, I can keep going on and on with the Bills. Um, you know, the last week they only had one sack against the uh Cleveland Browns, but you know, th- those good defenses, you're not always gonna have productive games, you know, and everybody has their ups and downs in games, but the fact of the matter is it's how you respond back. And the Bills are a really good team, so I think they're going to respond really well. And um, I think it's – I don't think it's going to be as close of a game. I think it's actually going to be somewhat of a blowout because I think that the – I think it's not going to be close because that Bills defense is just too good. Um, you have uh, for the injury report for the Bills, Tremaine Edmonds, is out with a groin injury. Defensive end Greg Rochelle has a ankle injury. Uh, questionable is the offensive lineman Mitch Morse, who's uh, a stout offensive lineman and is, and is a solid player. Um, and then what hurts on the defense side of the ball as well for the Bills is uh, doubtful is AJ Epineza, the third year player out of Iowa, with an ankle injury. He has three and a half sacks on the year. He's very quick and very talented. Um, like I was saying, the Bills defense is just so good. Um, but I think the main thing is I think that I think Josh Allen will play better than last week. This Lions defense is not as good as that Browns defense. I think Allen will throw the ball well. I think he'll throw for over two, well over 200 yards, probably about maybe close to like 270 or so. He'll probably have like two touchdowns, but I think that uh, – I think the run game is also going to be really successful. So I think I think they're going to have a tough time, Detroit, trying to stop the Bills. 
because they're just too talented. And like I was saying, the, the Lions earlier when I was talking about when uh, they were playing the Giants is that uh, the Lions uh, score a lot of points, but they also give up the most amount of points in the league. So they're going to have a really tough time uh, at home today. And I think the final score will be Buffalo uh, 30 and Lions 10. But I will say, I will say one thing before I finish and go on to the Pats Vikings game, which will be the night game. I think that Detroit has a chance if they can go ahead and be successful with the run with Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift. Those two are talented young backs who have speed and, and are really, really good at, at, at cutting to the edge as far as, well, DeAndre Swift, he's more of like a, uh, a round the sideline type of runner, you know, down the sidelines. And Jamal Williams is more of a, like a ground and pound running back. And he had, I believe he had three touchdowns last week. So he's really successful against the, against the Giants. But, um, you know, Jared Goff, if the Bills can make Jared Goff throw the ball all day, they're going to be really successful because Jared Goff is very much inconsistent. And um, he just, he just is not as good as quarterback as we think he was, you know, he was much better when he was with the Rams because he had more talent around him. But he's not as good as a quarterback, and uh, he's very widely inconsistent, widely inconsistent. So I think that the Lions will uh, will have a they they won't they won't be successful today, and I think that the Bills will really beat them up. So um, heading into this matchup, the. Patriots have just came off a win against the Jets, a 10-3 win, and the Vikings just got their doors blown off against the Dallas Cowboys. Lost 42, we was 40 to three. Yeah, it was 40 to three. And uh, you know, uh, the Vikings—they're at home and they really haven't played anybody this year. But you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they respond after this beatdown that they got at home. I think Kirk Cousins, you know, he had he went 12 for 23 last week with 105 yards. I think he comes back and he plays much better. I mean, Patriots defense is good, but is it as is it as good as the Cowboys? No, I don't think so. I don't think it's close. But I think the Patriots don't have as much talent as the Cowboys do on defense. But um, you know, um, this is a pretty even matchup, I would think. As far as the quarter pack position, I'll give the nod more to Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, he is inconsistent, but he is he has shown that he can uh, he can play well in big games at times. Sometimes he doesn't. So he's, he can be inconsistent sometimes. But uh, as far as with um, the injury report, uh, the Vikings, uh, their cornerback Andrew Booth Jr. he's out. Their tackle Christian Darrisaw is out with the concussion and a Kalibe Evans, the cornerback is also out with a concussion. Um, so, but what's important is hopefully that uh, with Darius Smith, he was a full participant in practice yesterday. He's their outside linebacker. He's very talented. Hopefully he's able to uh, have a big game for them. Their defensive lineman, Dalvin Tomlinson is questionable and uh, Justin Jefferson uh, was a full participant in practice yesterday. But um, the, Patriots are going to have to put um, maybe either like Kyle Duggar or uh, probably Jason McCourney, Jason McCourney, uh to uh, defend 
Justin Jefferson because Justin Jefferson is he's he's the best wide receiver in the game. Each week he makes impressive plays, and each week it seems like he tops the week before that he has, and he's just a a different type of breed. You know, he just has so much strength, has excellent hands, just so quick off the line. I'm sorry. Um, it's not the it's not Jason McCourty. It's Devin McCourty that that is on the Patriots. Um, he'll probably be, cut, but um, you know, Justin Jefferson was held in check last week. He only had three catches for 33 yards. But you know, there's other guys that the Patriots are going to have to really pay attention to. T.J. Hawkinson, who they just acquired from a trade from the Lions, he he he's a talented player. He had five catches, 34 yards last week. Adam Thielen. He doesn't get as much attention as Justin Jefferson, but Adam Thielen's still a solid wide receiver who I think is overlooked at, you know, so they have a lot of weapons. And you have the guy that fell out of favor in Philadelphia, Jalen Rager. He's, he's, he's a very fast player who can really burn you as well. So they have a lot of weapons. And not to mention, I even talked about Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is a solid running back. And, yeah, he had 11 carries for 72 yards last week. but the man has had a solid career so far. From 2017 to 2022, he's had 45 touchdowns. He's had over 5,619 yards. Granted, the one year he ended his season early, he had a had an injury, a season-ending injury. But you know, this team, this team, I know that they haven't played anybody, but they're for real. And I think that Kev, Coach Kevin O'Connell, his first uh, first year. I think he's found it, you know, the right buttons to push, and I think he's really helped in the. I know he's not. I know he's not a rookie by any means, but and he's a season veteran, Kirk Cousins, but he's really helped him develop, and I think that that's important because he was a quarterback or he was an offensive uh, coordinator coach with the LA Rams, so I think that uh, Kirk Cousins is going to thrive more in O'Connell's system and I think this game's gonna be close. And I'll tell you the reason why is because the the Vikings, yeah, they have a good defense, but the Patriots, the only way that I see them really having a chance is if Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson have a really good game and they're able to find holes and get some get some yak yards after carry. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, with the Patriots, they just don't have, they just don't have, like, main guys with at the wide receiver position. Yeah, you have Devontae Parker, but he's questionable with the knee injury. And you have, you have Jacoby Myers, who's a decent wide receiver. You know, they don't have that main guy, so they have to spread the wealth of the other guys. You know, they do have a nice tandem in tight ends. And, uh, Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith, but they don't have that many explosive weapons, you know. And it's and the other two is um, they have a lot of questionable guys that might not be able to play. Uh, they have an offensive tackle, uh, Chijescu with a calf injury. David Andrews has a thigh injury. Their center and their cornerback Marcus Jones has an ankle injury. But um, you know the Patriots are a team that yeah they have Bill Belichick and you ever count them out, but. The thing is, last week, the reason why they won in that Jets game was, I mean, yeah, Mac Jones had 
you know, was 23 or 27 and threw for over 200 something yards, but they won because of their special teams. So the Patriots special teams and their run game is going to give them the chance to win. I don't think if you have the ball in your hands with Mac Jones, I don't think they're going to beat Minnesota. I think Minnesota just has too much, um, too much talent. You know, so I think that the final score, it'll be close though. I think it'll be, um, I think it'll be a 2014 win or sorry. Yeah. 2014 win against the, uh, the New England Patriots. So I think that the Vikings will win at home. I think the Cowboys will win at home. And I think that the Bills will win on the road. So mark it down. Maybe I'm right. Now we're going to go away for a little bit from football. We're going to talk about what just started up was the FIFA World Cup in Qatar. Um, you know, so far there's been a lot of upsets. Uh, Saudi Arabia upset Argentina at a score of two to one. Uh, Germany was upset yesterday by Japan, which is really shocking, uh, given that Germany and Argentina are two powerhouse soccer teams. But the main, the main thing that we're going to talk about is Team USA. Um, they have a lot of young talent and, uh, Captain Christian Pulisic. They have other young guys. Um, and they have, they have a coach from Jersey, Greg. Uh, Burr Holzer, I'm probably mispronouncing his name. Um, but, uh, you know, they played Wales the opening day on Monday. And, uh, you know, they have – Wales has Gareth Bale, who's a really solid striker. And, um, you know, the shots were pretty much even. Wales had seven shots. USA had six shots. and But USA had more possession. Um, but the fact of the matter is, Team USA – you know, they have, they have a lot of speed and a lot of talent. But the reason why this, this game ended in a draw is because they committed a foolish penalty. As uh, Walker Zimmerman for the U.S. Uh, tried to step in front of Gareth Bale with the slide tackle in the box. And, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a crucial time in the game. Uh, there was 80 minutes in the game, and USA had a one nothing lead, and that gave Gareth Bale the chance to uh, take a penalty kick and, you know, he delivered. You know, I mean, anytime that you take a free kick, there's a high percentage that the that the guy taking the penalty kick, you know, Matt Matt and, and Gareth Bell scored, but Matt Turner guessed the right way and, and had an opportunity to save it, but you know, unfortunately Gareth Bell hit it hit it up in the corner there and he was unable to save it, but you know, early in the game, USA had a lot of opportunities. They came out really fast, put a lot of pressure on that Wales uh, goalkeeper by by having a lot of shot opportunities early on. Within before ten minutes of the game, they had more than more than one opportunity. You know, they had about like two two or more opportunities, and um, they were able to get a goal at the uh, and and you know then it finally paid off for Team USA as in the thirty. 30 Was the ball trying to get the defender to fully place pass to Tim get past the West Coast tennis? It's worse. It's having a loss and a tie. A tie. A tie. Something you could deal with because you know you have teams such as Wales and Iran, and now you end up playing. 
And those guys, those guys play and demolished that race on Monday. They beat him by a score of six to two. You know, Raheem Sterling's a really solid player. Mark Ashford um, scored a and then a couple other guys, Sillingham, Jude Sillingham, and Ayaku Saka, and two shots on the goal, seven were on a target, and possession. But um, it has worked. So you have to do really solid and do your best because. If they lose to England, make out stage. And I, I don't think they'll make it to their group rather. I don't think they'll make it out of the group, but they have to put that game come and go for to get England squad who's very you know, but they they wanna they really wanna see them go deep because it's a talented team, supposedly, and I think that you know, it would really, it'd really be nice to see them make it to the knockout stage because last World Cup they didn't even qualify for. So, um, it would really mean a lot um, to, you know, United the United States, and and I think it would mean a lot to the players, you know, because they they literally push and push and push each and every day to get better, and when they're kids. You know, they dream to play for their country. You know, it's a complete, it's, it's a major honor and it's a huge accomplishment. So you want to be able to hold your head high and, and try to steal one from England. So we'll see how it goes. They play they play them, I believe, on Friday. I believe, yeah, they put, they play them on Friday at 2 o'clock. So we'll see how it goes. But um, Team USA is going to really have to get there, really going to have to shake the cobwebs and, and, and play better if they want to win. But um. As far as my winners and losers for the week, because remember, that's still one of our segments. My winners of the week are the New Jersey Devils. Uh, unfortunately, they lost their game last night against the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, by a score of 2-1, but they won 13 games straight. They're the third uh, they're the third best team in the league. They have uh, 16 wins, 4 losses, and 32 points, um, which is absolutely impressive. They have a lot of young talent. They have a lot of speed. Um, they're getting their goals in bunches. Jesper Bratt's having a really good year. Eight goals, 16 assists with 24 points. Nico Isher, the captain, nine goals, 13 assists, 22 points. Jack Hughes has been playing well. Dougie Hampton has been playing very well. And the thing, too, is um, their goal attending has been phenomenal. Vitek Vanacek has uh, nine wins, two losses. He has a goals against average of 2.14 and has a save percentage of 9.17, which is phenomenal. So this is, team is up and up, so they're my winners for the week. And uh, not to mention, too, they swept uh, Eastern and Western Canada, and that's the first time in NHL history that any team has done that. So it's very impressive. Hats off to them. Lindsey Ruff's done a very good job with that club, and uh, Tom Fitzgerald's done a really good job of orchestrating that club and, and finding the right pieces in order to uh, allow them to have uh, success. And my two losers of the week are uh, two coaches in the NFL. Todd Downing was arrested. Uh, six days ago for uh, DUI. Um, so, you know, <laughs> nowadays you have you have Uber, you have other means of getting home. It's just ridiculous how these guys just go ahead and make these 
really reckless decisions. And now he now he lost a job because of it. So Todd Downing is one of my losers. Lost his job for DUI. And um, the Arizona Cardinals coach, Sean Krugel, the offensive line coach, got fired after he allegedly groped a woman Sunday night in uh, Mexico City. It's just, you know, these guys... You can't, you, you can't act like this. You can't. It's disgusting. It's, it's, it's just mind-boggling. You know, how do you act like this as a human being, you know, making these decisions? Listen, nobody's perfect, but, like, come on. You can't, you can't, make, you can't make those decisions, and you have to realize that, yeah, you're going to – you should realize, oh, well, you're going to get caught making such foolish decisions. What do you think that – what you did, you're just going to get away with just because of, you know, you coach in the NFL. No, no one gets a, no one gets a free pass. You don't do things like that. So those are my losers for the week. And thank you for listening to another edition of Cut to the Chase. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.